0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 193. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Revelation with chapter 14. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. You may recall as we left Revelation in chapter 13, things were not going so well for the believers, and the problem was the beast had been raised up who was a servant of Satan. And we start to see in chapter 14 and chapter 15 payback. We start to see the judgment that comes upon those who have served the beast. But first we get this, the lamb and the 144,000. Then I looked, and there before me was the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him a 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from heaven like the roar of rushing waters and like a loud peal of thunder. The sound I heard was like that of harpists playing their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. No one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. These are those who did not defile themselves with women, for they remained virgins. They follow the Lamb wherever He goes. They were purchased from among mankind and offered as first fruits to God and the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouths. They are blameless. Now, this is interesting because we had another 144,000 earlier in this book, you may recall, who were 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, which, of course, is somewhat problematic because 10 of those tribes, at least, we don't know where they are right now. And we weren't sure at that point whether we were looking at something that was metaphorical for God's people or not. We also don't know if this is the same 144,000. It certainly seems coincidental. But in this case, at least, we're talking about people who have remained pure and especially have remained faithful. And when we talk about people who had the mark of the beast written on them in the previous chapter, we look at that often very literally and people say, well, you know, maybe people are tattooing or getting some sort of subdermal implant so that they can buy and sell or whatever. And then similarly, in this chapter, we see that these people have Jesus' name, and the Lamb, and the Father's name written on their foreheads. We don't necessarily have to take that literally. I don't know if it is literal or not. But think, if you will, of the movie Toy Story. Do you remember at some point that they look at the feet of the two characters and they have Andy written on them? These are theirs. This is They are Andy's toys. Well, this is very similar here that the name is one of ownership is how I would see this. So specifically what we're saying is these are people who are wholly sold out to God. These are people who have not been unfaithful, even though there is great pressure on, as we saw in chapter 13, to be unfaithful, even though the whole world looks like in chapter 13 that it's moving away from God. Here we get now the lamb way up on the mountains and peals of thunders and harpists and songs, and the lamb is still in charge, even if it didn't look like that in the last chapter. Continuing on, then I saw another angel fly in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live in the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. A second angel followed and said, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great, which made all the nations drink the maddening wine of her adulteries. So these two angels come out and they're proclaiming that God's judgment is now, not that God's judgment is coming soon or that the kingdom of God is at hand, but God's judgment is now. Time is up. And particularly Babylon, Babylon the Great, Babylon is a term that is used often in the Bible for adultery or unfaithfulness or just being the opposite of being sold out to God. And so at this point, we see that whoever Babylon is, whether Babylon is Rome, as some have said, certainly Rome was known for its sin. The United States, as others have said, pick your pick, who you think this might be. That is over. Judgment has come. The third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast... And its image and receives its mark on their forehead or on their hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the lamb, and the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. There will be no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and its image or for anyone who receives the mark of his name. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God who keep his commands and remain faithful to Jesus. And again, calling back to that this is written to a church that is undergoing persecution and saying the cost of selling out is higher than the cost of faithfulness. That mark of the beast, giving into the beast, just even to be able to buy and sell, which is the reason why they may have received that mark, is not worth the cost At this point, if you are owned by the beast, if that's whose name is on you, then you will suffer the penalty that the beast will suffer, which is torment. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, said the Spirit, they will rest from their labor, for their deeds will follow them. I looked, and there before me was a white cloud. And seated on the cloud was one like a son of man with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came out of the temple and called in a loud voice to him who was sitting on the cloud, take your sickle and reap because the time to reap has come for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and the earth was harvested. I was thinking as I read this about one of the parables of Jesus, and that's the parable of the tares. And you may remember that this is the one where an enemy has come and in and amongst the wheat, he has sown tares or thorns or weeds. And the people who work for the king says, shall we go and tear up the tares? Shall we go pull them out? And he says, no, lest at that point you accidentally pull out the wheat. But instead, let's wait till harvest time. And at that point, we will bring in the harvest and we will take the weeds. We will bring them in and we'll cast them in the fire. This is what's talking about here. Basically, the sickle here is a harvest implement. This is the day of judgment. And this is the day where everyone looks up and sees someone seated in a cloud like a son of man. This is Christ's return. This is a good time to be found faithful and a bad time to be found unfaithful. Another angel came out of the temple in heaven, and he too had a sharp sickle. Still another angel, who had charge of the fire, came from the altar and called in a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, Take your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes from the earth's vine, because its grapes are ripe. The angel swung his sickle on the earth, gathered its grapes, and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. They were trampled in the winepress outside the city, and blood flowed out of the press, rising as high as the horse's bridles for a distance of 1,600 stadia, which is about 180 miles. This is obviously where the imagery from the Battle Hymn of the Republic comes from. He has trampled out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. This is the last day. This is the judgment. With that, I think we're going to actually end before we get into chapter 15 because this one took a little longer than I thought it would, but we'll continue on with chapter 15 of Revelation next week. And if you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at com, or leave a comment on this episode at com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening.